has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Book Show. Well, 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 we had a phenomenal week. I was so exhausted traveling back and forth from the east to the west, but I had to get back to the event that we hosted at the Baldwin Hill, the historic Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza. We hosted the 16th anniversary of the Lamarck Park Village Book Fair. This is our second year working with the Lamarck Park Village Book Fair that has hosted phenomenal book fairs over the last 16 years. I mean, Cynthia Exum, who's the executive chief executive of the Lemur Park Village Book Fair has done an incredible job in bringing so many published authors to our community. Now, this is the first time in, since the pandemic that we had an in-person event and hitting up our headline is three-time Emmy-nominated actor and director, producer, and author Eric LaSalle who's the ambassador this year for the 2023 Lemur Park Village Book Fair. We also headlining, co-headlining with him is award-winning actor and author Omar Epps. That's right. We had Omar Epps and Eric LaSalle headlining the 16th annual Lemur Park Village Book Fair. And it was incredible. It was phenomenal. It was so electric, passionate. It was so much information. It was the community came out in large numbers. We hosted it at the historic Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza, November 11th, 2023. It was an all-day event. It kicked off with our first headliner and our ambassador, Eric LaSalle, who wrote a three-book series, they kicked off with the laws of depravity, the laws of wrath, and the laws of annihilation, which just was released in October 2023. So that was the featured book at the book festival. Moderating the conversation with Eric LaSalle is the mystery writer Gary Phillips, a local favorite who wrote a lot of books. Also, he's a screenwriter, and he's known throughout the circles of the industry. Now, this wasn't a fiery electric. I mean, the community came out in large numbers and showed support for this year's Lamert Park Village Book Fair, hosted by Malik Books. We were incredibly blessed to see how the community responded and came out in book signings, conversation. We gave away 125 books to the community because we want to elevate literacy and give voice to the voiceless. This was an incredible event, euphoric. I mean, and it brings a high. I feel blessed to be in partnership with the Lamar Park Village Book Fair. They have been hosting events for 16 years, and I had always wanted to 
be part of their organization and to work with them closely and to help curate authors, book signings, and programming for our community. And the pandemic hit and things kind of got shut down. And as a result, uh, I continue my vision to work with uh, Cynthia Axum over at Lemur Park Village Book Fair. And uh, voila, you know, last year uh, we didn't do an in-person event, but we did a virtual event. And the virtual event was boom. We had Tabitha Brown, Terry Crews, the mother of black Hollywood, Jennifer Lewis, all featured at our virtual Lamert Park Village Book Fair last year. Virtual is one thing. In person is another. And we had some challenges to bring back the Lamert Park Village in person, but we overcame it. We had timing challenges, funding challenges, and talent challenges, but we pulled together and made it happen and got two headliners, Omar Epps and Eric LaSalle. Both are in the industry of acting, writing, producing, directing. They've won awards and they headlined our 2023 LaBert Park Village Book Fair and it was a home run hit. I got so much content from the event that I'm only going to feature Eric LaSalle on this episode. The following week, I'll bring Omar Epps content. This was a beautiful event, a community event. And you know, this is the Malik's Bookshelf bringing the world together with books, culture, and community. This was a community event. And so I was able to just amass a great amount of content that I can feature. I personally wasn't able to interview Eric LaSalle, but that's okay, because Gary Phillips, the mystery writer, Gary Phillips did. And so we're going to bring some of that conversation. But for those aspiring writers, script writers, book writers, hey, I think you can find this very useful conversation. I almost forgot, I almost forgot to mention that I have a segment by Tabitha Brown, who is promoting Vegan Health Day, as well as her new book, I Did a New Thing, Dirty Days of Living Free. Now, that book is slated to come out in January 30th, but Malik Books is doing a pre-order campaign. So you can order the book, and it's going to be signed exclusively by Time of the Brown, and Malik Books is going to be the provider who sends in and ship it and package it. So, hey, support this pre-order campaign that we're doing in, with Tabitha Brown. And it's called, I Did a New Thing, 30 Days of Living Free. Now, let me tell you this. It takes 30 days to break a habit. It takes 30 days to renew your mind. It takes 30 days to make the ultimate change and paradigm shift in your behavior and in your mind. So she did a new thing in 30 days, and she's talking about that in this new book. And I know that it's going to be valuable and useful for Malik's bookshelf audience, as well as anybody who's looking to change their life, elevate their life, and make a difference in their life. So peep out that segment on this episode as well. And enjoy the conversation with Eric LaSalle at the 16th anniversary of the Lemert Park Village Book Fair, hosted by Malik Books. Enjoy this segment. Author, screenwriter. Gary Phillips, in conversation with three-time Emmy-nominated actor, director, producer, 
and author Eric LaSalle. Enjoy this conversation. So coming from the world of, of visual film, TV, um, network versus cable, uh, there's always these notions of violence and what do you show, what do you don't show, right? Uh, and in a book, like I said, you know, you got all the real estate in the world to create the visual imagery that you want to create or not. Right. Certain things can happen off stage or whatever. So, is, do you think about that in the sense of, you know, when you're writing these scenes and the, and the scene's going to be rugged and it's bloody, whatever it is, do you worry, is this too much or is it not enough? <laughs> Uh, I, I go. I go in. <laughs> I go in, and 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 so yes, uh, there are uh, very violent scenes. That is a part of the storytelling. Yes. And I think you know my books, in some ways, they have these sort of um, parable esque feels to them. And yes. So because, like I said, my first inspiration was based on characters from the Bible. Right. And obviously, the Bible is very violent, and ha or has its place in violence. Absolutely, has a lot of violence. Right. So, uh, so I come from a, I come from that place. It's my goal to. Uh, someone once said um, that I do violence and lyricism in equal measure. And so, I yes, I go in deep. But I think a lot of times it's really cool. Some of the best compliments I've had was. People go, oh my God, this is violent. I can't read this at night, yes. but I can't stop reading it during the day. <laughs> okay, we got you. You know what I mean? Like that's it. So um, I try not to. Now I think as the books progress, yes. um, I definitely try not to do gratuitous. Yeah. I try not to do anything. I try not to do gratuitous action. I try not to do gratuitous violence, right. gratuitous sex. I try. So it's so my violence is plot driven. Yes. So if you look at the movie Seven, yeah, that was a violent movie. That's right. right. But that was his sermon. That's right. His sermon was that. So yeah. my quote unquote yeah. sermon, particularly yeah. in the first book, um, where characters very similar to the villain in Seven, yes. he's preaching a sermon. Right. And his sermon is bloody. His sermon is violent. But then there's a balance because there's also a beautiful love story yeah, in yeah. the book. So I try to balance and soften without compromising um, either of those. And some people say, listen, I don't really particularly like thrillers, yeah. but I love yours yeah. because you've got this love story. So I, I just try to be true to whatever I'm writing. Right on. Yes. The first book, Laws of Depravity, um, I read an article and I was inspired by an article. I didn't know this at the time. But all of Jesus' disciples were brutally murdered. So it's not in the Bible, but all of his disciples, and it was more than just the 12 that we know about there, there's what's called the lesser and the greater uh, disciples. And so Jesus rode with about, I think, I don't know, 32, 36 people. So all of them, beheaded, um, uh, uh, crucified, uh, torn limb from limb. They were, they were, they were, they died savage ways yeah. in, in, in such brutality. I read that article, and I and I was intrigued. And this is my first. This is yes. before I was even thinking of writing. Right, right. And I just thought to myself, Wow, it would be really cool to come up with a modern day serial killer who kills clergy in the same manner that Jesus' disciples. So that was, so I had the plot yes. before I had, I, I, not only did I have the plot, 
I had my antagonist right. before I had my protagonist. Yes. Yes. So once I, I was like, oh, this guy has to be this, he has to be that. And then I was like, hold on, hold on. Who's gonna carry you through it? <laughs> so then I created my protagonist. Yeah. And then that, and then I was like, okay, we got two of them. And then, I, well, what about a third one? I wanted, right. I wanted the presence and the perspective of a female, of a strong female. I didn't want to just do two men. Yeah. Um, I also made a point of making sure that my first book did not feature the perspective of an African American. Um, because I have an African American protagonist. Right. I started with the Irish Italian protagonist first because I didn't want to be reduced to. I don't. You know, we have to choose our adjectives. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be known as oh he's a good black writer. Right. Yeah. I want to be known as he's a good writer yes. who happens to be black. Be black. Right. And so I didn't want people to pigeonhole me. I didn't want publishers and the industry to. So I purposely focused on that. So. I got to, I got plot, I got antagonist, I got protagonist, and then who's going to be the protagonist that's going to lead us through this first book? Right. Who's going to be the protagonist that's going to lead us through the second book, etc. So I go back and forth. Uh, I come strong, I, I come from a strong place of character just as an actor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so uh, the second book um, focuses a little bit more on our African American protagonist whose father was a big time gangster. Uh, who's now legitimate, but some of the horrible things that his father did come back to haunt him. So that's his personal involvement. The third book, Laws of Annihilation, which was just released, um, focuses more on the Jewish FBI agent. Uh, and she is in the first chapter diagnosed with terminal cancer. And as she's dealing with that, um, there are two rabbis that are brutally murdered in a synagogue. So it becomes a hate crime, and so so you have basically a Jewish FBI agent um, leading up the investigation of hate crimes towards um, to, towards the Jewish community. Um, at the same time, uh, someone is kidnapping African Americans and uh, and killing them as well. So it's really and, and there's a lot of tension between the Jewish community and the African American community. Uh, but the the third book really explores our FBI's perspective of a Jewish FBI agent working alongside our two other heroes investigating crimes that personally affect her because of course she's Jewish. Yeah. So keep it fresh. How do you, I mean, so on one hand, like for instance, there are, you know, there are sometimes when um, the late great uh, Robert Parker wrote the Spencer novel, Spencer and Hart, right? A whole series of these books. Some were good, some were, yeah. and, and, but then, you know, you, you get a lot of, hopefully you get a lot of readers, you get a lot of fans, and so then is the trap, well, I want to really do something with this character, I really want to take this character in this direction, but can I do that and, and keep the fan base, or do I worry about alienating the fan base, or don't, you know, you just kind of go where the characters go. Yeah, um, I also, uh, I think I, I write as much for me as I write for readers. And what I mean by that is, I try to keep it honest, so I don't want to turn this into, because a lot of times, you'll take a series and it will overstay its wealth. Yeah. You, because now you're writing 50 books. Right. And you're writing 25 books. Now don't get me wrong, I aspire to be that prolific yes. a writer, yeah. but at the same time, it becomes a machine. Right. So more than likely, uh, once I reach book number five, yeah. 
more than likely that's the end of this particular series. What I'm doing is I've, I create these interesting characters. I may do spinoffs. Yes. So you have a familiarity and even maybe some of our protagonists may may pop in. Right. But it won't be the same because I've done, now that I've done the third book, I've basically told the story of each protagonist. Yes. So I don't want it to now just be, okay, we got to solve a case. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So, the so case I, of the week, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, now listen. Right. You know, if you're so blessed to have a machine behind you and your, the publisher is like, oh, you better get behind you. Know? Or they show you a royalty sheet and you're like, let me rethink that. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, right now I like to, I like to think that I'm gonna keep it pure and I'm gonna, you know, but uh, the, the truth is, as long as I'm inspired and I feel like I'm doing original storytelling, yes. Then yes, if I can if I can find a way to do book six and seven and keep it fresh right. and feel original, absolutely. But I think when it starts feeling a little like okay, we're just turning out books now, yeah. uh, which can you know be very profitable. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, ideally, I would like to think that I'm going to keep it fresh. All right, very yes. good. All right, so uh, I don't outline. Uh, I. I, I mean, every every writer has their own style. Uh, my style is to really just um, turn things over in my head, live with them for a while, start with a really cool idea. Right. Uh, once I start writing, then I get inspired to do something else, and and so it's it's a, it's an interesting journey because sometimes you have to wait for the uh, book gods to inspire you, and sometimes you know so. I've, I've just never been organized enough to do the index cards and to, I, 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 that works for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, and listen, writing a book is hard. However you get to do it, yeah. do it. And there is no one way. So I just, I just, I think, I think, I think, and then I start writing, then I start leaning to, uh, if a character starts speaking to me, yeah. um, and a lot of times a character can kind of, uh, announce their importance. Like, yes. like all of a sudden you'll start going, wow, this, this character is really interesting. Right. I want to explore this part of it. I want to explore their past. Yeah. So I start doing that. So, I, so I'm, I'm a much more of a, I guess, a spontaneous okay. writer. Right. And I'm not saying, right. I'm not bragging about that because um, I admire people that can do the structural stuff. That just doesn't work for me. So, and I, you know, I read different types of writers and Everyone, everyone does it differently, yes. and so I just this this works for my voice. Gotcha. Right on. Okay, so now uh, we actually do have a few minutes uh, left, and so I like to throw it over to the uh, audience. Surely there must be some questions for Mr. LaSalle. I do have one question: Are all three of your books interrelated, or are they separate from each other? It's a great question. Um, I actually did it as both. Um, each book uh, can be read as a standalone, but of course it's a series, so it's better read, uh, you know, as as that because there are a lot of uh, really interesting twists, and so even if, even reading them in order also helps uh, because there'll be a big twist at the end of the first book, and if you read if you start on the third book you will already know it if you start on the second book. But 
push come to shove, yes, they can be read as standalones. Uh, uh, you know, so you can enjoy it any way you want. Thank you, sir. Let's give a round of applause to Heather. Council Lady Heather, because she's doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is for Eric LaSalle. So on behalf of the city of Los Angeles in the 10th district and a big old fan, I, I just want to say that your contribution to literacy is really important. And I want to thank you for sharing your talents on the screen and by pen. It's so important, not only in this community, to come and have a conversation about your thoughts. You know, it, it's really interesting to hear, hear it pour out of you. And that, that's an art itself. It, it's almost, I have a son who's a rapper, you know? And you know, a rapper, your kid's a rapper. But he started um, poetry at 12 years old, and he'd have a flashlight and his little book under his, under his uh, blanket. He'd be writing, and I'd go in there, and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? I think it's some Playboy book or something. <laughs> and it it was it? It was his art coming out of him, and that's exactly what you're doing. So I'm so proud of you. Hello there. Uh, happy World Vegan Day. Did you Look, did you know that? It is World Vegan Day. Y'all know to have vegan. It has been over six years for me. Honey, I can't believe it. Some days I be like, dang, it has really been over six years. 2017 of August, I did a 30-day vegan challenge and never went back. It became my whole life, honey, trying something new. And it not only changed my life, but saved my life. And so I get excited about this day uh, as a reminder for myself, like, man, Something so small as just to change how I ate for 30 days really changed my whole life. Uh, but yeah, so it is World Vegan Day. Look, y'all know I got a vegan cookbook in case anybody need it, cooking from the spirit. But also just talking about doing something new that I did, you know, when I did the vegan challenge, I wrote a new book, of course, called I Did a New Thing. And it's not just about uh, my 30 day vegan challenge. It's just about a challenge I started doing back in 2014 where I would take 30 days and try to do something new every day to see how it made me feel like you know wear my hair a different way maybe go to a place i've never been before uh you know if you've never been to a play go to a play versus going to a movie uh taking a walk in a, a new neighborhood just doing something new and seeing how it shifts inside of you right and so i did it again right recently and i wrote about it and i wanted to share it with y'all and my hope is that it encourages all of us to try something new, right? And the other thing that I do, which is not a new thing, is supporting my local bookstores, especially my Black-owned bookstores. So Malik Books and Rep Books will have the first uh, signed book plate copies, right? So I'm sending each of those uh, locations 500 book plates that I'm signing for the new book. So you can pre-order those now. You can click the link in my bio and go ahead and pre-order because the book comes out in January. But if you go ahead and you can uh, pre-order now, you can be one of the first to get the signed copy, okay? So, anywho, again, happy World Vegan Day. I hope and pray that everybody's having the most amazing day, okay? But even if you ain't, don't go messing up nobody else's here. Very good. Pre-order my book. Oh, very soon. And, and I mean very soon, like maybe in a week or two, I'll be announcing the book tour. So, stay tuned, okay? I'll see y'all later. Love y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.